welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smart and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. Today's episode is a pocket-sized podcast presenting your positive perspectives on this year in wrestling. I know the alliteration kind of fell apart there, but please bear with me. This is the Graps Parade, best of 2020. I've reached out to many content creators and personalities in the wrestling community and asked them to share what they loved about this year. Let's be honest, 2020 didn't give us much to love in general, but the wrestling scene sure had some bright spots that we are here to celebrate today. We're going to get right to that after a few messages from the Two Finger Guns Club. The Two Finger Guns Club presents Foul Mouthed, the network's newest series celebrating the delightful peculiarities, linguistic oddities, and interesting flavors of swear words across different languages. I'm your host, Dora. Subscribe now where you catch your favorite podcasts so you don't miss out on the colorful fun. Happy swearing! This is the Graps Parade, best of 2020. If I may start by sharing one of my favorite moments, uh, it comes from January. Almost 10 years ago now, uh, my heart broke when Edge was forced into early retirement due to a neck injury. My heart broke as both a humble wrestling fan, but it also broke for Edge, whose, whose love of wrestling had been so well communicated to the fans. And even just watching him in the ring, whether he was a good guy or whether he was just the most vile, repugnant bad guy, it was clear that he loved what he did. But that broken heart mended at the Royal Rumble. He had sought treatment and reevaluation for his injuries and he got the okay go. And his return might have been a poorly kept secret, but it still blew the roof off the Minute Maid Stadium all the same. I am so thrilled that Edge, as the lyrics of his theme song say, has another chance to chase the dream. Mighty Joe from Turnbuckle Talk. Hey guys, this is Mighty Joe Morin of the Turnbuckle Talk podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. So, I have been asked by Zach here of Smirk and Friends. What did I like in professional wrestling this year? And the choice for myself is pretty easy. For those who listen to Turnbuckle Talk know that uh, I've become a big fan and big follower of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I not only like, but love the way that they've handled COVID-19 and the coronavirus over in Japan. Protecting their workers, protecting uh, the talent, protecting everybody over there and coming back. And not only putting on great product they maintained their audience they kept people interested while they were away coming back and already having fans in the crowd in attendance for these shows it's been absolutely fantastic something that western north american professional wrestling can take a cue from what new japan has done over there has been absolutely amazing and would like to see it happening over here amanda caliber So there have been so many awesome moments in wrestling this year. We had Rhea Ripley killing it at WrestleMania against Charlotte. Motor City Machine Guns were Impact Tag Team Champions again. Edge came back after nine years. We never thought that would happen. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many cool things. But I have to say that my favorite is how many times I've seen the wrestling community band together to support one another. You guys were there to support me when my grandmother was sick. I've never seen support like that in my life. 
I've watched you guys band together and raise money for people who lost their jobs due to COVID, who've had like financial struggles, personal struggles, and just the amount of support and love in the community that I've seen this year is second to none. It's absolutely incredible. So I gotta say that that is my absolute favorite part of wrestling for 2020. Another one I'd like to share is more of a, well, it's kind of a blight on the wrestling industry, but I'd like to celebrate the healing process that began this year. In the summer, seemingly countless women demonstrated bravery of the highest, speaking out against predators and abusers in the wrestling scene. It was a difficult event to watch unfold, but it was an important one. People from seemingly every echelon of the wrestling industry were named and exposed, while the fallout for speaking out wasn't perfect. I still celebrate the support that I saw offered to the victims, as well as the wrestling promotions that terminated their relationships with abusers. My favorite example of this healing would actually go to Riptide Wrestling out of Brighton, who actually pulled down their whole on-demand library so they could take the time to edit out all of the wrestlers who had been exposed as predatory. I celebrate the brave women and men who spoke out, the companies that took action, and anyone else who continues to make wrestling a safe place. Dez from Talkamania. Hey, hey, it's Mark and friends. Dez here from Talkamania. Make sure to give us a follow at underscore Talkamania on Twitter and also just five star subscribe and be a Talkamania. Now, here we are talking about highlights from 2020. Lots of things have been happening. It's been a crazy year. The wrestling industry flipped upside down. No fans allowed. But there's been one concept, one thing that's impressed me. Uh, it's Drew McIntyre, man. Got to give that guy credit. He's been a fantastic champion throughout this. Uh, you know, strapped the rocket to his back. He eliminated Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. The crowd exploded. He didn't get the pop he deserved at WrestleMania, but still managed to stay on track and make himself a constant, a reliable uh, WWE champion. He's gone through many feuds. He had this long rivalry with Randy Orton where he really cemented himself as a WWE champion in the record books. So again, maybe not the win he wanted, maybe not the WWE title run he wanted, but fantastic job. Uh, you know, two-time champion now. I'm sure there'll be more in the future. So awesome work. Drew Mack, big fan. I love it. Happy Rusev Day. Poetry of a promo. Greetings one and all from Poetry of a Promo. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Poetry of a Promo. We come bearing gifts this day for one John Silver, a man who we have an undying appreciation for. John Silver, why do we love thee? The reasons they are many. Because Johnny stays hungry. I thank you for your time. Alberto's Mouse. My favorite wrestler is Yano. And for me, the peak of 2020 was his match against Hiromu during the New Japan Cup. This match was completely ridiculous and stupid, and I loved every second of it. And I would never want to question the integrity of the New Japan officials, but I'm not sure I agree with their decision to allow Hiromu to win by countout after he trapped poor Yano in an elevator. And while he didn't win the New Japan Cup, Yano did go on 
King of Pro Wrestling later in the year. Very prestigious. So for bringing humor and laughs into wrestling this year, a year that's been tough for so many people, my pick for my favorite thing in wrestling in 2020 is Yano. Spencer Love. Hello friends, Spencer Love here. Now when Zach asked me to pick my favorite moment, my favorite professional wrestler, my favorite event inside the squared circle this year, it was difficult, but one individual, one person, one champion stands alone at the top of the mountain of 2020. Sasha Banks, of course, the former Raw Women's Champion, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, gets my pick as the best performer of this year. Lots of great matches. You look at Hell in a Cell. Lots of great feuds. You look at Bailey. You look at Asuka. Lots of great appearances. The Mandalorian kicks ass, and it kicks ass even more because of the appearance of one Sasha Banks. My moment of the year, my wrestler of the year, my everything as far as professional wrestling this year goes is Sasha Banks. Once again, friends, it's been Spencer Love on Smark and Friends. My last highlight is a little self-serving. Uh, my third highlight of 2020 has been producing the Smark and Friends podcast with TFGC. I am so grateful to have this humble platform for, for many reasons, actually. I've been able to reconnect with friends from the art scene and help promote their projects. I've been able to connect with new people and learn about what they do in their trades, be it wrestling or video game voice acting or, or comic book creation, all that amazing stuff. If I had to pick a highlight, I'm still a little floored that I got to speak to PCO um, after having once been a kid watching tag team action with the Quebecers. It's, uh, <laughs> it's unreal. And maybe most importantly, uh, in this maddening year, producing Smart and Friends has been really good to my mental health. Having an ongoing project to sink my teeth into keeps me a little busier and a lot more focused. So I just want to share my gratitude to Technical Tina, who does the editing and producing of this show, as well as the Two Finger Guns Club for making this podcast a reality. And of course, thank you for listening to the podcast, for rating us on ratethispodcast.com slash smartandfriends, for following us on Twitter and Instagram, and as well as following uh, Two Finger Guns Club on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, of course, for observing that seamless sequitur on my part. Uh, no, seriously. Thank you for listening to Smart and Friends Graps Parade Best of 2020. Thanks to everyone who sent me their best ofs. And if you have your own best of, please like tag us on uh, on Instagrams. Let us know what you loved about this crazy year, this very uh, very unique year, especially in the wrestling scene. Let us know your best of 2020. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week, and I think I think. We are about to get a little festive on Smart and Friends for the holiday season. Till then, friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.